Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Well, we're back. I'm back. The fuck is good, y'all. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird doing it without you. Yeah, because uh, you know how uh, I, I don't I don't know what the right way to explain. If you were like laying tile and you did it with uh, with a partner, you know, yeah. your partner was really good at laying tile, right? And so every time you got done doing it, you thought, oh, that looks pretty good. Right. And then the guy who's really good doesn't yeah. show up that day, and so you do the tile yourself, and then right. you sit back and you look and you go, that tile didn't look as good as i thought i was doing right yeah i was laying some shitty tile while you were so going you wanted to go to the celtics <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you asked to be traded to the celtics so i had to go to the celtics that's funny because we talked about that last night yo big shout out to Kyrie Irving, man um twitter i swear to god is still the undisputed heavyweight champ of social media social media i was telling you about that clip last night and you said you hadn't seen it no i have i'm sure everybody we all know by now but just for those who might be late to the suck my dick party <laughs> it was priceless Kyrie Irving was walking through the tunnel in a philly game i think it was halftime and a fan yells out hey Kyrie, where's lebron <laughs> Kyrie just goes suck my dick <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, that shit made my fucking day. Listen, man, I guess, you know, he wanted to be the man. So this is what it, this is what it is. I, I just, I just don't understand how if you're playing with this, this generation's greatest basketball player, you could not want to cement your legacy with at least two or three rings before you want to go off and prove you're the guy. You know, it, it, it brought back to mind, uh, one of the greatest 30 for 30s I, I, I've seen. The magic moment with Shaq and Penny and how Shaq said, you know, now that he looks back on it in his later years, him wanting to be the man versus Penny being the man, whose team is it? Even though Penny never was that dude to be like, it's my team, where I think with Kobe and Shaq, they were both fighting for whose team is it? I don't think Penny was that type of dude, but Shaq said, you know, that's a useless title. You know, uh, that's something I don't care about now, but when you're 20, 22. That means everything. So I, I, I think that, you know, Kyrie is at that age where he just wants to be the dude. Uh, and that's somewhat understandable. But again, LeBron's only come along once in a while. So how could you not want to take advantage of that? Dude, you know, I mean, I was asking you about that. But isn't there a point where, like, let's say you were you were traveling around and you were with a group of comics. Don't you want to? And, and you're killing it. And you believe you're killing it. And then one night, don't you want to say to yourself, you know, I want this to be. 
I want to show people what I can do on my own. Yeah, but comedy is a solo sport. Yeah, to begin with. Yeah, so right. you know, the minute you touch the stage, nobody else has anything to do with what you're capable of doing. You know, if you have the ability and the skill level to outshine everybody, that's on you. But nobody should be basketball is a team game. You shouldn't be in a team sport going, yo, fuck the game, fuck you know, being a professional team, fuck you know, unity. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get these points, nigga. I'm trying to pad my stats. You know, so yeah, it's a different thing, man. I I found that Kyrie sucked my dick. I'm gonna try to get that tuned up here, and we'll play it before. The oh, game. you got at some point before the podcast is over, because it was just so unexpected. And you know, again, man, I I know people, fans, they pay for these tickets and they want to be up close and be a part of the action. But you know, these people, like you know, the 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 how fucking rude some of these people are. Like you know, they they treat these these athletes like they're not human beings, and you know. They're animals in a cage, and you can just fuck with them like you play with lions and shit, and 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 mock animals behind glass and behind steel and metal. Uh, and these guys react, man. I've, I've you know I've always run into some asshole fans every now and then. And that's why guys like Charles Barkley was so priceless, man. Because you know every now and then you got to throw a motherfucker through a window. Now I grew up in Phoenix, and uh, Charles, you know, hometown. He lived there. Yeah. I've seen people say things to him, and he kept his composure almost all the time. So someone had to say some shit to him to get him to throw him through a window. Yeah, but, you know, again, you look at those guys like him, and I know Tyson Tyson is a crazier example, but, you know, when, you, when you're young and you're full of vigor and testosterone and anger and, and, and energy, and, you know, these guys are athletes, man. They're macho. So when they're tested and their manhood gets tested, I think that warrior spirit in them kicks in. And, and they want to they want to retaliate. But the older you get, you kind of mellow out. You know, if Mike Tyson can find his feng shui and calm the fuck down, then everybody else can, too. But uh, while we're on the subject, man, another basketball news, it's funny. I don't know if you if you caught wind of the the, the latest the thing that was trending on twi- Twitter not too long ago. The Gabrielle ass eaten. I saw your tweet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny, man. She actually blocked me. She blocked you? Yeah, 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 because she tweeted something where she said, I can't believe that pe- – I was shocked to find out that people find it shocking that a woman could talk so easily and freely about sex, to which I commented, oh, no, boo-boo, that's not the shock. Uh, we all know women are freaky, especially bad bitches. The shock is finding out that your favorite two guard likes to have his booty ate. Uh, <laughs> that's the comedy. The two guard and the two. Right. So <laughs> so she blocked me. And now I'm just wondering if D-Wade going to block me because, you know, he's uh, he actually follows me. And I know as a dude, he'll probably find it funny. But, you know, when women clamp the vagina muscles on you, sometimes dudes cave in. Man, I, I don't know that if I was into that. Right. That I want that shared with the, the whole world. Well, it, here's the thing. And, and sh- what she was kind of alluding to is, uh, which I, I, I even say in my joke about ass eating. It's like if you're a grown man with a grown woman and you two consenting adults, what you like is what you like. Sex is supposed to be freaky, foul, and nasty. That's what makes it fun. The problem is if you're a man and you like getting your asshole licked, there's really only one of two positions you can be in to have it done properly. And neither position allows you to keep your manhood. Either you on your back with your feet to the ceiling or you on your stomach spread eagle. (laughs) And neither one is a good look. Neither one allows you to keep your manhood. And she said something. I hope I'm pronouncing this word right. I think it's reciprocity. 
if, if that's how you say it. Reciprocate. That's not, it's, I think no. it's, it's R-E-C-I-P-R-O-C-I-T-Y. So to any smart motherfucker out there that knows what this means, tell me. It's reciprocity or something, which I basically think means if, if a woman can give it to a man, she should be able to give it back to him. And I, and I, and I think ass-eating is just such a, uh, a, a vile thing that I don't know if that word, if re- re- reciprocity and ass-eating belong in the same sentence. It's like eating a Big Mac while drinking champagne. Somehow the two don't seem to go together. I, I think that must be an acquired taste. And if you haven't acquired the taste, there's no reason you should be forced to eat uh, a meal that you're not into. Not at all. Listen, I, I, I'm a, I am a, I am a avid pussy eater, but I can't eat everybody's pussy. For me, a lot of it is mental and visual in the sense that everything has to go together. Like you can't just like you like you got to have a bad face. You got to have perfect feet. Perfect hands, and that's not to guarantee that your tuna don't stink. You know what I mean? You can be a bad bitch and have some foul fish. You know what I mean? But I just, for some reason, imagine that if everything else is taken care of, well groomed, that that's going to be tended to properly too. Everything should be in good working order. It, it, it should. I, I, and again, I know, I know that's not the most sound theory because there's a lot of bad bitches out here walking around here with AIDS. So you can't just go, God damn, that bitch is fine. She can't have it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't know. It's just like the meal almost has to look good before I can assume it tastes good. You know, I, I just somehow I associate the two. It's a fair statement because I know as a, as a dude, and, and I'm not, I think all dudes think and say size up chicks when they see them. And I think we all think about chicks sexually. We can't, yeah. that's how we are as, as, as dudes. We, we look at them. And if I see things that are out of place, I just, I, I imagine that that right. is not in good working order. Right. And it's not something I want to be part of. I think every dude sees a girl at some point that he just goes, oh my God damn. From scalp to cuticle, this bitch is banging i mean the ass the thighs the toe game is on smash her, her french manicure the hair the face and like i remember when i first saw beyonce when she first hit the scene that was and still to this day is my go-to chick even though i was a little disappointed because if if unless it was photoshop I, I don't think her toes is really in shape i think she got some bad hammer time on the feet she is a dancer yeah uh, but that don't mean your shit got to be fucked up. But I, I mean, it is what it is. But when she first came on the scene, I was I was in lust for Bay. I mean, I looked at that broad and went, "I will drink her diarrhea water, nigga." <laughs> I mean, is- she was <laughs> it to me. Uh, that's another level right there. But I knew how hot she was because my girl, the girl I was dating at the time, all I I saw Beyonce, I thought she was incredible, and I went to get the CD. I didn't care what the music sounded like. I right. just wanted to go grab the CD. And my girl got pissed. She didn't want me that she knew how hot she was. Didn't want me to have anything to do or have any need for Beyonce to be in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but you know, and some women are understanding. Some women are so incredible that other women look at them women and go, hey, that's a bad bitch. I get it. Go after. I, I understand. So, you know, it, it works on both sides of the coin. All right. There was, there was uh, something I brought up last week. I don't know if you want to touch on this. It. Uh, I thought this was important, though. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I made a point, and it, it's when I wish you would have been there because I thought you could have done, you know, you could have thrown it in a different direction. But the point that I made, and, and not taking away anything from the horrible man that he what he is, right. and what he's done, but I was like, he was a bad marketer. Like I didn't understand how you could invite a girl into your hotel room, 
and you're an old, heavy, fat dude. And I just imagine, you know, you, you, you're going to sell this girl on watching you take a shower. Like, you got old, saggy balls. And I imagine that they're hairy. You're not going to be trimming. He doesn't look like a mm-hmm. trimmer. <laughs> and, and then throw some water on it, hold saggy, wet balls. And I was like, you're bad marketing. That's, that's bad marketing on your part. And you, you had a different take on it. Well, and it's not a different take. It's a different man, Hugh Hefner. Uh, you know, look, money, fame, power. It's all an aphrodisiac. And if there's an opportunity in there somewhere for someone to take advantage of it to uh, better their life or their career, it's something that a lot of women do. Look, Hef was, you know, the motherfucker was 80 years old and still had a bevy of bad buxom white bitches on each arm. And, you know, they knew what it was. You know, I, you know, I, I, like I've been to the Playboy Mansion. They know what it is. They know what the opportunity is. And certainly Harvey Weinstein wasn't 80. And, and, you know, I, I just find it interesting that, that and, and again, what he did was, was vile and fucked up. Any man that does anything like that should be put under the jail times three. But sometimes I think that there are women out there who look to prey on certain situations. You know, how if this dude can help my career, yeah, I might do this. Now, later on down the line, yeah, let me turn on him. I, you know, it, it's, it's a sick behavior and a sick way of thinking. But I think to sit here and act like, and again, I, I this, you know, you got to be careful because I know we're walking on fucking eggshells. And, you know, Harvey was wrong in what he did. And men like him, again, are scum. But men also also can be victims. I mean, Nelly was just accused of rape only to find out, A, there were no charges filed. B, he was released. And basically it was bullshit. You know, there's a good group of women out there going to go, they didn't charge him. That doesn't mean they didn't find anything. But to my point... Oftentimes, there is nothing to be found. I, and I agree with you. I'm just saying that's going to be a whole shouting match from another of side. Course, but, but that always is the shouting match. You know, it's just, again, it, you know, I think that sometimes that gets swept under the rug and ignored, that, that men too can be, can, can be taken advantage of. Uh, dudes often in position of power and, and fame and money, people look to come up. They look for a come up. And somehow in some sick, twisted way, it's like when you are talented – People get short memories. I mean, you, look, I, I saw recently where a girl tweeted, Chris Brown is the greatest entertainer of our generation. Argue and fight me, bitch. I'm on my day off. And I just thought, God damn, you got to be a talented motherfucker to make women forget that you're capable of beating a bitch ass and then make another bitch beat another bitch ass for saying you're not talented. R. Kelly is pissed on children. And R. Kelly can still go do a concert and women are screaming. This man, for all intended purposes, purposes is a pedophile. You know what I mean? I don't know whether or not Michael Jackson really did it. But, you know, if he did, you know, that seems to get lost in the shuffle. You know, people still screaming, Michael, Michael, you know, when he was living and throwing doves in the air. You know, that, that shit is it's, it's a it's a sick, slippery slope, man. Uh, fame, fame will make people not just women, but all people do some weird things. But women will find themselves in a position with men of power that they want that they want something from. And I'm not saying all women do. Some right. women have, I mean, that 22-year-old girl that turned Harvey in, she had a standard, and she said that's where she, that was her line. She went to the police. Right. But there are women who will use a man up for whatever they can get for him, knowing what they're doing. I, I just wish that we could, we, we could explore more uh, the hypocrisy and the bullshit that exists between 
what some, and you got to say some, because I, I think the majority of women are, are, are great. Agreed. They're great. But like the saying goes, a couple bad apples spoils a bunch. And there are women who take advantage of the fact that they're women that allow them to get away with things that they shouldn't be able to get away with. You know, I've seen video after video online of women spitting on men, slapping men, punching men. And for some reason, nothing can be done. There's no consequences or repercussions for your actions. You know, if a man strikes back, then, you know, he's he's a brute. He's an asshole. He's the aggressor. He's the- so what are you to do? It's just it's a foul game, man. No, and then there's other women who will also take uh, take it to another level. And if they they are in a position where they feel wrong or victimized, they'll 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 make charges that are unfounded. They'll claim someone's been they've been abused by right. somebody. And what what the reason I bring this up is because it just doesn't hurt the man in that situation. It also hurts women who have actually been victimized by men. Absolutely. And and that's the, that's where this gets. This is all twisted. And, and, and nothing, again, like we said in the beginning of this, we're not defending Harvey Weinstein. At, at all. Not at all. At all. But we're talking about the complications that come from a male-female relationship that comes up. Right. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, we're being clear here. Obviously, domestic abuse uh, is a very, very traumatic and fucked up thing. Growing up, my father used to hit my mother. Um, and, of course, she didn't do anything to deserve it no nobody deserves to be hit man or woman but i'm a kid so as a kid especially a boy seeing your mother get physically assaulted the instinct in you wants to protect your mother even though you know you can't do shit against this you know grown fucking man um and and, and it used to traumatize me man but you know i got older and again i'm not let me i'm walking slow here I got older, and I started dealing with women, and I sat there and said, no woman should ever be hit, but goddamn, I mean, the shit women do to push you to that motherfucking edge, you got to be a strong-minded, strong-willed, and some of it's got to be in your upbringing, to, to, to walk the fuck away. Because I'm telling you, Patrice did the joke in Elephant in the Room when he talked about um, black women do shit to get hit, white women do shit to get killed. And the part about the joke that stuck with me the most is when he talked about white guys kill their women because their spirit is gone. There's no more spirit left. And once your spirit is gone, the only thing you got left is murder. Now, again, we know he's joking, but there's truth in all humor. And, I, I mean, my spirit at times feels like it's a flicker of a flame, you know, like a lit match outside of a a building where the wind is strong. If I don't put my hand over it and cower in a corner, at times I feel like my shit's gone. And some of the shit, you know, that that my wife for the second time has done, is doing, it frightens the shit out of me because it puts me in a position where I go, this bitch is testing me beyond all measure and my instinct is to want to knock a fucking teeth back but if i do that a it's wrong b i'm gonna put myself in a world of trouble and i'm gonna end up in a place that i don't ever want to go as much as i like pussy i don't want to be in a place where i can't get none and and i've always said when dudes commit crimes 
How do you not take into consideration if I get caught, I'm going to have to go to jail for a long time. I ain't going to get no pussy. I ain't going to have no freedom. I can't fucking enjoy five-star cuisine. I can't travel. And even if you can somehow dismiss all of that, you know, because some dudes come up and don't ever leave their block, don't ever leave their neighborhood, their city. But pussy. And, you know, I talk about it on stage. I am a pussy connoisseur. I'm a fucking East pussy with a smoker's jacket on and an ascot. I mean, it's, it's, it's that sophisticated to me. And just just to put yourself in that position. But again, she's done things where I just go, my God, I, I want to hit this bitch, but I can't. And, and growing up and getting older, I realize, again, my father was wrong. But damn it, if my mother didn't, God damn it. Like it just I, and my wife is is Puerto Rican. So I'm dealing with Scarface in a dress. You know what I mean? And 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 we got in a fight this pat and this is why I'm like, I'm glad to be back to work. Cause when I got time off and I gotta be at home, it's a setup. I feel like it's a setup. If I'm busy and I'm gone, then I can be into some shit. But we got into a fucking fight, and I mean everything from breaking, smashing my five hundred dollar uh remote, which you know, for my upstairs bedroom is connected to all the entertainment shit. I, I tried to protect myself by recording it on my phone to show evidence just in case. She tried to throw water on my phone to destroy any chance of me getting evidence. Fucking poured water on the internet modem, destroyed that. Water on one of my two PlayStations, destroyed that. I had to call the cops. Just so, just so I could be like, yo, I made the motherfucking call. Because I've been arrested behind some bullshit like that before. You know what I mean? I've I've lost my temper at times and maybe grabbed her. But the fact that, you know, women can destroy your shit. I've seen it online before. Women smack men in the face and you can't do shit. Technically, you can because it's self-defense. But it's so frowned upon that just because she has a vagina, you can't fucking retaliate. You're not supposed and, to. And, I, and you're not supposed to. And And I don't give a fuck. If don't hit me with that theory. Well, she's a woman. And that punch hurt. Yeah. Because well, she's a woman, I don't feel pain. I'm I'm impervious to pain. The fuck out of here. And I just I, I just there's an unfair balance between what they can do and get away with. And then the sick part about all of it is not only can they fuck you up, fuck up your shit, do shit to you, punch you in the face, but then when it is time to break up and leave. Take you to court and take all your shit. Yeah. It's it's the it's the most mafia shit I've ever fucking seen. Well, it's it's mafia shit. It's worse than mafia shit because at least with the mafia they offer you protection. Look, you're gonna give us a percentage, but fuck, we'll make sure nobody bothers you. This shit is straight. I'm fucking you with a Walking Dead bat surrounded by a fucking chain. Bob, yeah, barbed wire. Barbed wire. You know. But see the thing too, and I, and I, and I'm, I'm, this is not women bashing at all. But this is just what I I've, I've been divorced. I know how this. And, and I'm sorry not to cut you off. It just I'm this is I'm 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 therapy now. But let me just say, and, and the fucked up thing is this: these are some of the things that women do, and, and I think one of the worst things women do, and they do it. And I remember reading about it in Tyrese's book. He talked about it. If you want to hate your man, if you want to hate your husband, if you want to hate your your significant other fine but don't do foul shit like tell their kids 
tell his kids That's for, yeah. who are at the ages of fucking three and six who are wet behind the ears, don't know shit. They're sponges. E- everything. And, you know, there's a natural, I think, a natural thing to be more attached to the mother than the father. Women just somehow, mothers win over fathers. There's just a natural like how how women are just what's that word? Women are just nurturing. They they just yeah. it's it's nature. It's they they have that. It's a gift where they're just more nurturing than men. I think kids are just more drawn to their mothers. That's why Mother's Day, for some reason, trumps Father's Day. Father's Day Always. is is the side bitch of the two. And, and and just don't fucking say things like I'm gonna tell the kids you ain't shit and you don't love them and you don't care because they'll eat that up. And then when they leave you. And they get custody of the kids and you don't have the ability to maybe have an influence on their thinking because they don't spend as much time with you. Don't spoil that relationship because you mad. It's fucked up, man. Go ahead. No, I I have friends that are in a situation where they haven't even seen their kids because the the mother has said to Mm -hmm. the other. And so the kid didn't want to see him. But to what we were saying before, a little bit before, here's where women are different than men, too. And this is the part that doesn't get talked about but women save shit and women save shit they remember everything you say they know where your weaknesses are they know how to push buttons and they wait for you they wait for the moment that they want to get you with this and take you to that level where they break you down and that's where men have to be strong or that's when we lose it that's when we lose our shit the hardest thing is just to be cool you know and some dudes aren't built that way you know you got to be cool man my brother used to tell me all the time be cool jack just be cool and that's something that's hard for me to do because, you know, I, you know, I come from, you know, my father and mother kind of like cut from the same cloth. My father's a real energy. He was a real energetic, loud. I'm the king of the room. Pay attention to me. You know, energy. And my mother was kind of the same way. So it's like, you know, I, I, I always say I got Michael Corleone. Uh, wishes, but you know, uh, Sonny Corny only a execution. You know, I want to be Michael, but I'm Sonny. You know, what I mean, I want to think things through and be methodic and strategize and plot and be patient and wait in bushes and slowly stalk my prey and be calculated. But I'm more ah, guns blazing, kill everybody. Uh, and that's not a good mixture when you're dealing with women from a certain standpoint you know you got to be cool you know it's, it's, it's like prior once said it in stand-up he said it's like the matter you get the calmer they get yeah and it's almost like that's their game how can i fuck with you you know and how can i push your buttons and make you and you just got to be cool man and that's a hard thing for me to do when i'm not an uh, by nature a cool cat i don't i don't i don't like to bite my tongue you know what i mean that's what led to that shit with Corey Holcomb. You know what I mean? It's like I wasn't biting my tongue. And, you know, I pushed that nigga's bitch buttons. And you see what happened. So, you know. yeah, You know, and again, I just want to say this. We're not saying that any time somebody raises a fist to a woman is proper or that acceptable. That's not what's being said. We're just talking emotionally how we feel as men during certain situations. That's all it is. Yeah, man. Uh, it's all love, baby. Uh, you know, we should to lighten the mood. Yeah, I know we should lighten it up. But before we lighten it up, I have one question to ask you because we disagreed on something that I asked you about. Senator uh, Frederico Wilson, these cowboy mm. hats, man. 
<laughs> Come on, man. Wait now, now, is this the one, the chick? This is the chick. This the is black the, chick. The black chick who's uh, yeah, fighting with, uh, yeah, with uh, Donald Kelly. Trump. Come, well, no, Trump. Not, Do- not Donald Trump. But, and Kelly, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know too much about that, but what caught my eye in regards to that was, of course, this tap dancing, coon shuffling, white salt and pepper hair having, picaninny, big lip, watermelon eating, Shirley Temple on his knee, Al Josen, Yaza, Yaza boss, 12 years a slave, Uncle Ruckus, Samuel L. Jackson character from the Django, coon ass nigga, Sheriff Clark, commenting against this beautiful black woman in this cowboy hat. Look, niggas make things stylish. <laughs> it don't matter what the fuck it you is. You can call it stylish. I'm not going to let you let get me that tell you stylish. Something. Let me tell you no. something. Let me. Black people take lemons and turn it into lemonade, goddammit. It's always been a part of our culture since slavery. We've got nothing and we turn nothing into something. There's niggas in Detroit right now wearing alligator boots that you have never seen that is fly as fuck with a grizzly bear hat. That's just how niggas roll. But... I am so sick of this motherfucking coon, Clark. This man has Trump's dick so far in his mouth. His chin is a pair of nuts. I can't stand this man. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll let you have that because I know how you feel about Clark, but we're going to get back to this cowboy hat eventually because this, yeah. this is not making lemons into lemonade. This is making lemons into really, really bad lemons. That's all it is. Nah, brother, yeah. you can't. You can't. I can't let you ride with that one. Tell that to any black woman alive uh, and, and she'll prove you wrong. Man, this is you suck. Okay, I'm not gonna. I we're not gonna win. No one's gonna. I, I'm not gonna. Like I, I saw Sheriff Clark uh, on a clip on YouTube where he was with my man uh, Roland Martin on uh, BET with three other black dudes. And first of all, I was even surprised he had the balls to do it. But of course, they you know said to him, you know, you call Black Lives Matter movement a terrorist group. You know, you say certain things at Obama that. Are in direct uh, that that are, that are in terms of what he's done versus what Trump has done, which proves straight hypocrisy. And and you know they they cornered they cornered Clark, and of course he 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 avoided all the things that you know we knew he would. Uh, and I just I, man, I can't man, I can't stand this 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 this. Oh, I can't stand this nigga. <laughs> Goodness gracious! You can man. keep taking it back to him. I'm going to take it back. That hat, that the hat has to go because you know what's funny though. You have Sheriff Clark, and then you have uh, Senator Wilson looking like she's the red velvet sheriff. Yeah, hat wearing. Like, yeah, maybe maybe there's more to this than we know. Maybe there is a connection. Nah, it ain't no connection. This bitch is a black woman. She's stylish. <laughs> that's all it is. Period. Right. Those you know, she has the cowboy hat to match all of her outfits. Of course, that's how niggas roll. All right, all right. Well, let's move back over here to this. Talk about this. Uh, this is something we wanted to do. We talked about. Uh, yeah, I brought up how uh, uh, when we rank when you, when you see these uh, online rankings of uh, comics, uh, the top 100. I I was I was. I was taken back by it. Some of the most yeah. half of these people aren't even comics. They don't do stand up. Yeah, I don't know who put these lists together, but it's it's horrendous. So uh, we kind of want, we're talking about doing our own, but I was I, I pulled up uh, rankers. Well, I think what we're gonna do is is we're gonna go over the whole top one hundred, but we're gonna break it down each podcast by twenty. Yeah. So by the time we get to the fifth one from now, we will have done all one hundred. 
And I guess on some of this, we'll we'll talk about who who's in those spots versus who we may think should be in those spots. Yeah, because but I don't think we're gonna. I mean, I know we're not gonna agree a hundred percent, and I know the people out there listening aren't gonna agree. I'd love for people to send in their top one hundred to us too. Yeah, I don't know if people's knowledge of comedy runs that deep. Uh, they pro- your top twenty. The, the, yeah, maybe your top twenty, and see based on your top twenty, and I guess our top twenty, see where we align or don't. But uh, I, I'm just telling you. Uh, and I don't know, dude. I don't know if we'll have enough time to go over all twenty today. No, I don't think we'll have enough time to go. Maybe over we'll all go 20. over a few uh, and then you, pick it up. I'm using rankers because rankers, I believe, is voted by everybody. And yeah. I'll just give you the. I'll give you their top twenty. We can discuss it, and then we'll come back with our. So are we gonna start? Are we gonna start right now, or are we gonna start from the bottom? To- We're gonna start with the bottom. We'll start with their hundred to eight eighty. And I'm gonna be honest. As as much as I believe I know comedy, I can tell some of these motherfuckers I will probably never have even heard of which is why it's more to my point that it's horrendous whoever put this list together i think we should just talk we should just go over their list and then when we come back next week yeah we'll have our own 100 to 80 to 80 that last 20 because yeah again i, I don't know if i have a hundred because right. again it really well i don't know that there's a hundred funny motherfuckers that funny well let me just say I'll, I'll, I'll start with their number 100 number 100 yeah anchor, gallagher is it gallagher or gallagher's brother does that get broken up into more pieces because Gallagher sold his comedy to his brother? I'm already upset. <laughs> I'm already upset. Gallagher's 100 on Ranker, <sighs> followed by 99, which is Janine Garofalo. Which that's fucked up. You don't like she should be up further. Way though, up because I, I agree with that. Way no, up. 98. Lewis. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So Janine Garofalo is 99. But Carrot Top is... Keep going. I don't know where Carrot Top is. I don't. Keep going. Louis C.K. got 98, which I don't understand this. Yeah. The 97. Who who the fuck put this list together? That's who I want to know. On the original list, uh, Louis C.K. was number four. So I don't understand how this ranker list is going. I'm I'm giving you this. These must be the same motherfuckers that judge fights in Vegas. This is the up-to-date list. So I'm going to find out for more information. I'll find out more about where they came up with this list. Okay. But I, I know the people vote on this. And that's what they put that's, together. So he's 98. Sandra Bernhardt is 97. This is making a lot of sense, isn't it? No, that's why we need to do our list. We need to do it. And 96, I'm not against this one, 96. It's uh, Joey Bishop. And no one's going to know who Joey Bishop is. Is that Joey, the Joey I know? Is that Joey Bishop? The, the old. I'm thinking of Joey Diaz. Yeah, you're thinking Joey Diaz. This is old Joey Bishop. He died uh, at 89. I, I always fantasized about Sandra Bernhardt. You did? Yeah, something about that mouth. No, and her man. and her, she got that look like she just want to say a nigga's guilty of something. <laughs> I want to fuck the guilt off her face. Uh, yeah, you know the anger off her face. But I remember her from the old Pryor television show. Yeah, and she loves niggas. She, I mean, Paul Mooney Pryor. She she champions niggas' causes. Uh, she does an interesting looking lady though. Yeah, she's got like a fucking. I don't know how to describe it. Like a, you know. Nigga, I'm about to say you guilty and send you to jail, but maybe not look. It says she's 61, so she's kind of aged into her look. No, she's always looked like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now yeah. she looks good for 61, where when she was younger, she didn't look. I always thought that she she's was trying, interesting. She's interesting looking, but she's like, I think she... Yeah. Okay. So 96, Joy Bishop was just an old-time comic, but 95 was interesting because I think he should be... Well, I'll, 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 I'll wait to get your comment from you. Uh, Dice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know who does an incredible dice 
and I didn't know it till I started listening because I did Dice when I was, or at least I thought I did Dice when I did Def Jam when I was 16. I did a Dice impression. Um, but fucking Anthony Cumia. Really? From Opie and Anthony? Yeah. That motherfucker said, go listen to it on YouTube. Just like He does Dice like Caliendo does Madden. It's sick. You know, I was with Craig Gass, and we, he was on last week's podcast, yeah. and he did a few. But he does a Tom Arnold, which is interesting to me because right. who does Tom Arnold? Tom Arnold barely does Tom Arnold. I, I could see it. I could see it. It was on. And Craig point. Gass is one of the, the the baddest motherfuckers in the impressions game. You want to see some good shit? I did a skit. Go on my YouTube page, Ari Spears, and and look up the white list. I did a skit. It was a, a spoof on the HBO documentary series called The Blacklist. And I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. But basically, they, HBO did three of them. The Blacklist, the Latino list, and the gay list. And it's all like famous uh, artsy people or politicians or uh, well-to-do people that have heavy influence in those uh, respective communities, all doing on-camera interviews, talking about what it's like to be black, gay, and Hispanic in America and the hardships, the ups and downs. So basically, I did a spoof called The White List, and it was about, you know, well-to-do affluent white people in the arts world, in the world of arts and entertainment and politicians talking about the struggles of being white in America and how hard it is to be white. And Craig Gass does Pacino and Christopher Walken. And I'm going to tell you something. I know Jay Moore almost owns the patent on Christopher Walken. But Craig Gass is Christopher fucking walking. Yo. And his, his Pacino. And then I do Tom Brokaw. And uh, my man um, Skylar Stone does a killer Vince Vaughn. So go check that out. It's called The Whitelist. Check ahead. it out. Yeah. But uh, so Dice 95. Uh, this one was interesting to me. Uh, 94, David Allen Greer. Yeah, that is interesting. Because I-, I think all these people. So far, a lot of these people you name should be higher. I think they should be higher. I think David Allen Greer. I, I but but if you had to name hundred comics off, let's say fifty, just uh, do you, does David hit you in the head? Does David come right to your brain? David Allen Greer in the top fifty? Yeah. Do you, do you does he come shooting into your head? That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I could see him being missed. Is what I could say. Listen, man. Any form of entertainment. I don't give a fuck what it is. Sports, singing, dancing, rapping, acting. There's a lot of motherfuckers standing outside to get in Club Studio 54. It's only a handful of motherfuckers worthy. Yeah. It's a lot of people trying to, you know, in this comedy game that, you know, you go call themselves funny comics. But really, there's only a handful of motherfuckers that are great. I mean, really great. Uh, I worked with him once, and he called me out for being dumb. Not who David Allegra? Yeah, but in a nice way. Uh-huh. I was talking about Hollywood and how, like, how I was trying to pretend like I wasn't m- my age that I was. Yeah, and I said, "Well, I'm going to say I'm this age," uh, because at the time I think I was like 49. I was like trying to be saying I was like 40, right? And because Hollywood doesn't like older people, yeah. or you know, especially new older people, because I can't market them as well. Right, right. So I was trying to say that, and then he and all me. of that is bullshit. By the way, like like this is what I hate about this business. The rules that they apply to this business make no fucking sense. Funny is money. And if you are good at what you do, you think people that pay mo- money for movie tickets give a fuck about that? No, they don't. And Leslie, they, if, but- you, if you touch someone on a level that makes them feel something, they don't give a fuck about that. that, is, that is, it's almost like how basketball players hate analytics. 
You know, it's like they they shit on analytics because, you know, yeah, okay, I guess you could look at a piece of paper and based on what the numbers say. But at the end of the day, raw talent is raw talent. And all that shit goes out the window, man. Well, and you can thank Chris Rock and Leslie Jones for breaking some of that down this last couple of years because that helped out getting Leslie that on SNL. Yeah. Because that kind of really showed. SNL thought they needed young people, and she's killing it. Uh, but what I was going to say, what he said to me was I said, yeah, I'm pretending like I'm 40. And he goes, Hollywood don't want 40 either. And I was, I, I was so stupid. I thought, well, right. I'll go down 10 years. But 10 years, I need to go down 20, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, he just called. It was really funny, and I, I think he's a funny dude. But uh, 93, uh, George Wallace, which I don't even think anybody listening to this is going to know who George Wallace is. Uh, if you're a real comedy fan, you do. Yeah. But, yeah, and George George has been around for a minute. He's a he's a he's a classic veteran. Not the Wallace you're thinking. I'm talking this old George, dude, George Wallace. Wallace. Not black George Wallace. No. no. Oh yeah. See, I thought you were talking about the black George. Yeah, I know. Wallace. I know. I, I I knew you were. And that dude, that dude's funny. Yeah. Not the I, I this good guy. No. Um. Uh. Ninety two. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's comic though that I remember from uh, doing uh, watching when I was a little kid watching him on uh, on the Tonight Show. Yeah, like he, used to, he it stayed in my head because he said this the dumbest joke was he's sorry that he sweats so much, but if he doesn't, he'll explode. Yeah, and I still remember that joke to this day, right. and I never even thought about it till right now again. He lives near my house, man. I've run into him at Seven Eleven a couple of times. We had him on Mad TV. And he walked to the store one time, and I, I didn't know if he would remember me. And I just went, yo, Louie, man, how you doing? Remember we had you on the show? Oh, yeah, I love doing that. You guys are good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very interesting stories about yeah. Louie Anderson, though. So I, I'd love to – I, I, I want some other comics to talk about this, too. I think it would be fun if we had someone else on doing – chiming in on this list. Jim Brewer, 91, which I can't believe – Way higher. Way higher. Way higher. Dana Carvey, 90. Kevin James, 89. Kevin James is a solid comic. I don't see him in 89. I've, I've never really seen his stand-up. I was such a big fan of his. He was so lovable and likable on King of Queens. I don't know if what they say is true. They say he's a dick. And and, if and, if, and, and that's the one thing about Hollywood, too. I'd be scared to meet most of the people I love. Because if they were a dick to me, I would be so crushed. It would ruin it. And, and he, his, 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 got, his character on uh, King of Queens was so goddamn lovable. And, and awesome. I just couldn't see it. But who knows? Number 88. It's a big deal to me. And you're going to laugh at me when I tell you this one. And I think this should be higher. Uh, Paula Poundstone. Mm. I, I knew it. that's what everybody says to me. As mm. soon as I say Paula Poundstone, everybody makes a face at me. Not my cup of tea. but No, but know. she was a woman that was out in a time that there wasn't a lot of female comedy. The 80s boom, yeah. She did a great job. She was a weirdo. She was, yeah. <laughs> and, and she held her own at that time. I mean, she's been right. gone. You, you don't see her in the scene because she had some other issues. Right. Uh, she was, uh, never mind. We'll talk about that in a different time. Brett Butler, 87. Okay. Jay Moore, 86. Oh, should be way higher. 85, Dave Cross. Mm. That's, good. That's an interesting one. We'll, we'll argue over that one. That's that alternative comedy, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll argue over that one yeah, a little that's bit. That's that Starbucks comedy. Well, you got to have something while you're drinking. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I could go either way on this one. Uh, 84, Drew Carey. Hmm. I, I don't know of 84 for Drew Carey. Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not against 84 on Drew Carey right now either. 
because right. I've he hasn't been doing. He does amazing improv too. I don't oh yeah, know. whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Classic. So I, I mean, eighty four is a stand up as a yeah. stand up. Right. Maybe that's uh, this one should be way higher though. Eighty three, uh, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, Norm Macdonald. Uh... I wish I could do Norm. I could, that's I, about as far as I could yeah. go. I always, yeah, I, I try yeah. to do Norm McDonald, and I end up doing John Lovitz. Ariel Spears, <laughs> I love your humor. It's so good. That, yeah, not bad, right? Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Love it. I, I love. He would, and I only do that because whenever we would see each other at the Laugh Factory, he would call me Arius. Like he didn't remember Aries. Aries Spears. <laughs> does sound better for Lovitz. Though. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a cool him. dude too. He's a cool dude. This one's interesting too because he's kind of more back now, but as a traditional stand, eighty-two is Howie Mandel. Really? Yeah. Should be way higher. Uh, I, I, I he he first got me, you know, got me flipped open. Uh, God, that sounds bad. Uh, he first got me when he did that little boy character. He did because yeah. I saw him when I was a kid when I first saw Howie, and that's when he had hair and it was curly. And, yeah. But that little Bobby, I think, was was fucking Bobby, genius. Yeah. And and he he owned a room like nobody's business, and a great super duper nice dude, man. Well, and his his entrance in the comedy is is like a star, like 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 how people imagine you right. you get discovered, which yeah. doesn't happen unless you're Howie Mandel. Yeah. Uh, and I think when we go back through these, maybe we'll tell we can tell some. I can't wait till we things. find out where Bobby Slayton is. Um, you know, people in comedy. You know, I've been I've been doing comedy a long time. You know, since the eighties. I've been doing it since the eighties. You know, I, 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 I tell my wife even, even today. You know, if I, if I go to a comedy club and I see black people, I I let black guys know I I am I am more black than any black guy I've ever seen. Well, it's funny because the the who the more black guy that you've ever seen is going to be number eighty one, Dick Gregory. Okay. That feels right. Does it feel right? I, I know. I know. Black people will want to say he should be higher because of what he stood for and the times and but he wasn't social consciousness. He, he wasn't a traditional stand up. Yeah, 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 he did yeah. A lot but of I, he never felt like a comic to me, though. Yeah, he he, even though he was, you know, he very smart, comic. witty, and you know, for for the times, yes, he he, uh, yeah. But I, I just, I don't. I, it doesn't scream stand up to me. Comic. Activist and then uh, dietary food supplements. Yeah, see, I almost think about I'm almost more stuck on him for the other things. Yeah. Than the comedy. Well, especially later in life. Right. Okay. So uh, and then we'll do eighty, and then we'll move on. We'll we'll end this podcast. But I want to give you this for eighty. It is your friend Bobby Slayton. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. It's fucking perfect timing. I do it. I do it. See, I've always been an eighties guy. You know, I was in the eighties boom, and now I'm number eighty, and pretty soon I'll be eighty. I tell you, I don't get no respect at all. I tell you, dude, I love Slayton though. I, I I swear to God that if you've done comedy for any amount of time whatsoever, everybody has a Bobby Slayton story. Yeah, because Bobby's just like I don't. I don't he is what he did. He is what he did. What he is, man. But yo, we got to cut this because okay. we got to get ready to work. I got to jump in the shower. And unlike last night, I will not be making the mistake of putting on Gold Bonds medicated body powder <laughs> in my underdraws. Because last night, it felt like my entire ass crack was smoking a Newport. Okay, before we get out of here, I'm just going to let you guys know, next week, Aries and I will be at Greensville Comedy Zone uh, in Greensville, South Carolina, uh, from October 26th to 
October 29th. And then the following week will be in North Carolina at Greensboro at Comedy Zone from November 2nd to uh, November 5th. So if you want to come out, come out. Please say hi. Uh, we'd love to know what you think of the podcast. Please yes. Send any questions. Uh, you can find Aries on Twitter. Send it to him. Um, you can find us uh, also on our podcast, on our <coughs> website. You can leave information on our website, and that is at uh, Spearsburg.com. Also, don't forget to uh, continue to follow me on Twitter. I am trying to catch Justin Bieber in terms of following followers. I have 96,000. Uh, he has 105 million. So I'm close. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, spread the word about the podcast. Of course, uh, please, 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 please subscribe to my Pandora channel under Aerie Spears and my YouTube channel uh, under Aerie Spears. Hit the uh, subscribe button. Put some money in a nigga pocket. This crazy Puerto Rican bitch might try to get me again. It's I'm tough. Out. It's tough to beat the beeves. Yes. Bye. <laughs>